Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I just want to let the <laughs> listeners know that uh, this episode to you by Magma, the, uh, 2018... That was Oh, that was very good, Andy. Uh the only problem was you said the wrong year that we did it at the comedy festival. You said it was from two thousand and eighteen. And yet at that point it was merely a twinkle. Uh in a, uh, in the in the in I the th- mind's eye of Alistair Trombley Birchall. I think if you'll you'll find that uh, dreamt the magma idea <laughs> and in six while I was living in New Zealand <laughs> and then carried it around. That's some gestation right there. You, I I don't know. I mean, you, I'm sure you have told me that it came to you in a dream. But let's drill down to this more in the episode proper which is coming up just after this little bit of introductory music. Music, 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 introductory music, music, music. <laughs> Hello and welcome to To Anything Tank, the podcast where he just laughs obnoxiously because he thinks that I'm doing his voice. Well, I was. does that make my laugh obnoxious? No, what- not obnoxious, Andy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it as much as a an insult as it sounds. I just <laughs> I, I mean, mean it, charmingly it, obnoxious. I'm, I mean, actually, yeah. that's the thing you can be. I feel like there are some people who do manage to to pull off that 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 kind of obnoxiousness, which which is the most attractive thing that can possibly be. That very fuckable obnoxiousness, you know? Oh yes. I mean, I think that's kind of what most <laughs> funniness is. It's just You're like. Right. Oh, how dare you, you know, mm. be so rude as to say things that are not <laughs> in any way helpful. Life is hard enough without you talking about things in this way, in a totally unproductive <laughs> manner. I find yeah. that charming. <laughs> the way in which you have conversationally added to the burden of existence somehow <laughs> makes me feel light. Paradoxically, yeah. that's what it is, though, isn't it? It's all—it's all a little paradox. You're saying horrible things that aren't true, and yeah. <laughs> and it's making everything better. <laughs> well, I watched—I watched the first episode of that uh, Indian matchmaker show on Netflix. Mm, Carly's been watching that; she's enjoying it yeah. a great deal. And in the first episode, I think the first lady that they're trying to matchmake, or that you meet, she doesn't get the idea of anybody having a sense of humor. Oh, I love she it. She doesn't know. She doesn't know why. <laughs> and at first, I was like, "That doesn't make sense." But really, it just stands in the way mm. of life. Comedy. 
Yeah, I mean, if 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 life is facilitated by a clear and accurate understanding of the world around you, comedy does not help in any way. No, no, no. that's right. Unless the clear yes. understanding is of references of other movies mm. that you want to understand a little bit of that you get through watching The Simpsons. That's right. Yes, and you are able to cobble together a working understanding of popular culture and some historical things as well. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. Now, yes, what was the like thing in the intro that we were talking? Mm, mm. What was the uh, thing in the intro that you were saying that we were going to get back to? Ah, uh, the thing in the intro. oh this oh this dream of mine. Oh yeah, tell me again of the dream of magma, Andy. It was so real. <laughs> I was out in the middle of the ocean, on an island, made entirely out of magma. Engineers around me would extract it. Which were the only things that could handle mm. the heat. Mm. And it would squirt everywhere, but it would all function. Everybody just was happy to live there. Nobody seemed too hot. Yeah, right. Oh, that's fantastic, Alistair. It just it just came fully formed and then I've just kind of carried that idea around for since uh, until last year or whatever. Until you until you made it a reality. You brought like, something Andy, from the drill, dream world. From the yeah, parallel I, dimension of dr- the dream world into Andy, our reality. I said, Andy, I'm finally going to do a weird show by myself. <laughs> and you said... That's right. <laughs> Can I be in it? That's, <laughs> oh, a weird, went, a weird show by yourself. That's the sort of thing I've always wanted to be a part of. <laughs> and I went, Andy, you being a part of this is there is the only chance of it having... Any chance of being good. So, thank you. Thank you for this intrusion. So nice. It's so nice that the origin of um, the Magma show uh, is the same origin of a lot of, I would say, horrible psychopathic murders. You know, things that start out as a a dream, a fantasy, and then Mm -hmm. become a terrifying reality inflicted on people trapped in a room. And so we did exactly the same thing. Yeah, if instead of saying that it came to me in a dream, I was to say a dog told me about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that dog was God. Oh, imagine, though, if dogs, if that person, son, so this is Son of Sam who says they were told to do the murders by a dog, right? Mm. Firstly, imagine if it was the case that this was the only person in the history of existence who was able to communicate with animals. And the thing that the animal chose to communicate to that person was a list of murders to commit. Does that perhaps that's not that unlikely? Perhaps that's what would happen if 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 dogs who have been made our slaves, kept trapped inside, forced to behave Mm -hmm. in strange ways, if they were able to communicate with us, maybe that's all they'd try to convince us to do with their powerful oratory. You know what I think would do it if I was Mm. a dog that would make me filled with murderous rage was that was that thing that people expect where their dog needs to walk near their heel mm, yeah and then and then when they don't they yank them back <laughs> that's absolutely if you did that to a person that the the murder that they did afterwards would be considered justified yeah and uh can i say this son of Sam person, if this is the guy who spoke to the uh, to the dog, mm. 
can I say, when the dog told him to do something and he was, <laughs> and he did it, he was so obedient and loyal. Mm. The man could have been a dog. Yes, you're right. Now, what does that tell us? <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of role <laughs> reversal. Uh, is there a sketch in the attempt to identify and prosecute the dog? And is there a broader sketch in a uh, a, a universe in which we we find that a lot of crimes of all different mm. sorts are being secretly directed by dogs? And this is like a kind of like an X Files, right? But mm-hmm. instead of aliens and supernatural phenomena, Mulder or Scully, I don't know which one is which because I have not really watched the show, is convinced <laughs> that all these strange things that are occurring are being perpetrated by very persuasive dogs who can talk but who don't do it when anybody else is around. <laughs> or possibly it's a, it's a police dog squad but they don't use dogs to investigate crimes. They investigate crimes committed by dogs. And so this is just a genuine... Yeah. <laughs> they get in. They killed somebody. Mm. They get in the dog squad. Yes. And they tell you who did it. It was a dog. <laughs> it was probably a dog. This is What this is, is like Son of Sam happened right and sorry it's probably a very awful thing i mean it is a very awful thing whatever was associated with this particular killer and yet here we are making light of it in some way and hopefully bringing healing to the people who were affected through comedy i think it'll bring some some closure (laughs) to the people who were touched by this now what if that event the dog talking to the man was sort of like roswell like the alien crash landing. It did Mm -hmm. occur, but then it was hushed up and we were made to think that the person was crazy. But the truth was that was our first confirmed instance of a crime being planned by a dog. And after that point, a secret department inside the NYPD, for some reason, uh, or the FBI, became specific, was formed, sort of like the Men in Black, but... They uh, only investigate dog crimes, but they do it all secretly. Well, they wouldn't and wear all black the crimes are dogs, really they, awful. They, would, they wouldn't wear black, though, because dog hair comes up real. <laughs> the men know, in brown. The men in the men. sort of floral brown. <laughs> <laughs> the men in fur jackets. <laughs> the fuzz. Um, look, the dog, what is it called? The dog, the, the dog, dog squad? The dog squad. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know, Al. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> it's quite a world, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite a complex little uh, set of mythologies intertwined. Uh, well, not really intertwined. There's just one strand. Might be a bit tangled with itself. Um. There was something else. Oh, well, I wanted to talk about my my errands today, Al. Do you mind? (laughs) Um, Wait, I just had an idea. Is it okay? Oh, okay. All right. I apologize. I apologize for distracting. You think your idea is going to be more interesting than my errands? Fine. This is just a weird... I mean, it's rare that I just have a full idea. But what about a couple? 
where something happens. It doesn't have to be a lightning strike. It could be a small lightning strike. <laughs> Say, like, like there was like a little static electricity and a couple were both walking around in socks on their on the carpet. Yes. And some electricity goes from one hand to the other. The one mm. person's hand, the wife, uh, or the or the husband. And neither of them have to be male nor female. I'm just expressing that because mm. uh, of, of uh, the modern day. Uh, and And then when they wake up in the morning, the husband has one of his hands is his wife's hand. <laughs> and the wife, one of her hands, is the husband's hand. Yeah. <gasps> or they wake up with each other's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good story. <laughs> yes. Because so much of the time in these body swaps movies, yeah. <laughs> it's the whole body that's swapped, right? But this, yeah. it's just... The, now this, the, it's a prem- the penis like, or the lady version of the penis. Hollywood would absolutely buy mm. a a genital swap movie. You never even have to show them. <laughs> but it's a rom it's like a rom com Friday kind of thing. Right? But it's just a, a two people. Yeah. And it could be two people who who not are married but are getting <laughs> Are you know at first hate each other and then later on are going to maybe date? Yeah, like their oh, genital wow. swap. <laughs> I think it's so good. Um, <laughs> I think you know it's definitely going to get into some issues that we perhaps are not qualified to to fully um, do justice to. I, Andy, I, I understand that, that it does touch on some trans stuff, mm. but I think that this actually do, isn't a trans issue because this is so stupid. <laughs> and and, and it isn't about, I'm now a woman and you're now a man, right? Yes. This doesn't change what their gender is. Yes. This is, I've been a woman my whole life and have mm. believed that I'm a woman. Mm. And now and I, still I do. have a grown I have a grown man's penis. Mm. And right. I don't know whose penis. Oh, I think they know whose it is. Well they, 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 I mean I mean the discovery That's true. Can be That's is, true. You know, is part of the story. They don't instantly know. I thought they because were waking Andy, up next to each other, looking at each well, other's things. But if they just meet in a hall or whatever and then yeah, I mean, separately possible, yeah. come to this realization. I like the moment where after they've met up again, they have mm. to try and work out if they've also swapped buttholes. They don't. Oh, yeah. They don't know for sure if they have because it's very diff- – I think it would be very hard to know. Or maybe you'd feel different, but maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's really like a, just a modern reworking of Cinderella. You know, because then you'd have mm-hmm. to find who yeah. has. I mean, I guess you assume someone has your genitals if you have theirs. You, I mean, you you hope you. I think that probably the law of conservation of genitals would mm. would imply that it that it is the case. But um, I think I think that would that that's why it would be great for the woman in this to be a physicist 
And yeah. she's the one who strongly believes that the genitals, her genitals are still out there. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the law of conservation of genitals. You know, and she understands a bit of stuff about how you, know, how you can't completely destroy energy or matter mm. or whatever like that, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what about a sandcastle, Einstein? Ah. I, That's now, what the guy would now, say. Here's, a, here's an interesting element. I mean, whether or not they could still feel the... Do they feel the genitals that they have now? Or do they still feel what their genitals are up to wherever they are? Because that might help you in trying to identify yeah. where your genitals have gone. But it's less it's less interesting, probably. Yeah, it's less interesting in terms of, like... In terms of, like, getting to experience the, the other. Mm-hmm. Mm, sure. Um, but it's it is more interesting in the part where they get to track each other's genitals down. Mm. And they go they go, it feels like my genitals are in a pool. <laughs> you know, I mean maybe they could still have flashes Do to Do you it, think like that if you did it. find yourself with someone else's genitals, you would go to the pool? <laughs> Do you think <laughs> Do you think that's something that would be on your list of things to do? Well, I mean, let's say three days have passed. You've already done everything else. You've... Yeah, I mean, you've broken them in. Would you be scared of doing something to the genitals in case they're not yours? Or would you instantly take ownership of them? And treat them and like drive it like treat them as poor, treat, treat them as poorly as you would treat the genital <laughs> like like they were genitals you were born with. <laughs> treat them as with as much contempt as if you were going to have to deal with them forever. You mm. were <laughs> stuck with them for life. Um, uh, these are all such terrific moral moral questions, and I think you've written the perfect film, and and. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and do you think that there's something in the husband and wife who just have each other's hand? I know it's not. It's not. And now, as now it's hard for me to feel that there's anything in it at all. It's hard for me. I know, but in a way, it's because it's more subtle. Mm. You know, it's it's less. I mean, the other one is a film. I mean, you can see love blooming. Mm. Mm. You know, this one, you're obviously... like, this doesn't feel like anything at all. Because, Which, because you can my... see the climax of the other film is that they end up having sex with each other mm. using each other's genitals. And that's probably what swaps them back. Maybe. You know? Maybe. But may, but then she feels, I don't know, ashamed for not lasting very long. <laughs> and, you know, and that's what this movie is stand. really about. You know, maybe they had a one-night stand. I mean, look, I mean, now, now this seems, you know, they, they won't have to search each other. Mm. Search for each other for so much, but if they had a one night stand and got struck by lightning during that, mm. and it was a not not a satisfying experience, mm. and mm. then at the end they have sex one more time, but with the roles reversed, and then suddenly, mm. yep. oh, it's a bit more complicated. Um, there's a horror version of this movie in which there is a uh, it's a very sexy horror movie in which there it's sort of like The Ring but where there is a penis that goes from person to person. And if you want to get rid of it, you have to pass it on to somebody else. 
while having sex with them. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a horror film, you'd say, not like a series of pornos. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did say it was a sexy horror film. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't not know. A, not a spooky porno? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, why don't they call let, yeah. pornos rom-coms? Anyway. <laughs> what's, what's the rum part? The rom, the rom is the romance, yeah. and the cum, rom comedy. Cums. <laughs> I know, but it sounds like you're saying rum. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my errands for today, Alistair. Yeah. They're gonna. They're 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 nothing. They're it's very tedious. But we lost the key to the car. Right, we oh, only no. have one key to our car, and it had. St- the, did I tell you that the car had started developing a, a a tick where it automatically locks the door as soon as you step out, regardless of whether or not you've taken the key out or anything. Did I tell you that, about this? I think you may have mentioned something like that. Right, so the car just started locking itself as soon as you closed the driver's door; it would lock itself. And we locked the kids in the car one day because of this. I got out of the car, and the car just locked straight away. The kids are locked in there. Had to get the ROC to get the kids out, and we were trying. The kids were getting a bit upset after half an hour, so we were doing a puppet show for them outside the window with their toys and stuff. Um, and but you couldn't, then, you couldn't convince them. You couldn't convince them to oh, to open the door. Yeah, I, well, I couldn't get. They couldn't get out of this. They were all strapped in to their oh, no. little child seats. And their and thumbs are too weak. They're. They, they could, yeah, exactly. They're, they're. Um, I was really trying to convince them to do it, and then I think that was starting to distress them a little. Um, how much I was, I was pushing for it, and um, and in the end, we did just get somebody to come and uh, break into the car, which they found was quite it a, entertaining. A, an adult or a child <laughs> to break in. It was yeah. it was a, it was an adult human um, from the. I, mean, uh, I just ROC. thought maybe to get kids out of a car, you're supposed to use a kid. I can't remember. You, I mean that you know, in some ways that would be good. A tiny little, a tiny little child who you could sort of insert in there when they're, you know, maybe you could fit them in. Okay, here's here's a scenario, Alistair. There's a, there's a, there's some sort of treasure, or down a hole, right, or whatever. You or okay, it's just a car that's locked, right? And okay. and, the and win- it's in a hole with treasure. No, 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 no. Okay, it's just okay. a car that's locked. The window is open a crack, right? But a person yeah. can't get in there. But what you can put in there is a newborn baby. You put the newborn baby in the that's car. That's a pretty big crack. Okay. Yeah, 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 I know. But it's it's. But anyway, that's the scenario. So you put mm-hmm. the newborn baby in, and then you feed them up, and over. Years and years, you raise them inside the car mm-hmm. until they're sufficiently developed that they're able to unlock the door for you. See, it's a, it's a. So, <laughs> so you can you can reach baby in there, but you can't get your arm down to the lock. You can't get your arm down to the lock. You can get you can pass food into them, and you can poke a boob through there to mm. to feed them or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. um, you know, it's like getting a ship into a bottle. You know, you can put a baby ship in or a ship, a ship embryo, and then mm-hmm. you feed up the ship until it grows to a, 
to become a full ship size. So yeah. it is with unlocking a car. Put sure, the ba- sure. put the newborn in, raise it, I mean, or even even you could get one of those new kind of um, external wombs we were talking about on the last episode of the podcast. Yes, germinate the baby, inseminate, mm. grow it in a little sack that you've poked through the window. This way, the crack can be very, very small. Very small. Right? That way, then then it removes that silliness of exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that other one. It's just what I keep picturing is that if you can't reach down to get the you know to reach mm. the sort of the unlocking handle kind of thing, mm. it means that when you're putting the baby in there, you're really just dropping it in there. You're dropping it onto the seat, yes, yeah. and you're not going to be it's... able to clean up any of its waste or anything like that. No, no, but no. I guess these are things you 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 haven't thought it through, perhaps. You know, and then maybe <laughs> someone does We're come really along. Ups- you were really upset After. about not being able to to get into your car that you immediately you know just a moment of passion or fear yes. or you just drop you your baby in there. I'll raise I'll raise the baby in there for years. <laughs> I just want this over and done with. So I'll just so I'll raise commence. the baby in there for years. Correct. Well sometimes you just want to feel like you are taking action. You're making progress. Um, and you might have tried a bunch of different things, and you do you do get into a bit of a frenzy. I find myself sometimes, and a lot of yeah. people in that situation would do something rash, like breaking a window of the car. Well, the way that you could do this and make mm. it really work, I think, okay, is that is that it's in like a a father's prized like you know mm. you know beast of a car that he keeps in his garage and he works spends all his time, but they go for a drive him. Uh, his wife and yeah and then they realize oh my god they can't get it out and then he and then she's like break the window he's like no way <laughs> we'll just raise no the child in the car yeah and then yeah and it's just his idea instead of saving yeah <laughs> yeah instead of getting the kid out he was just like he look he shows like look and he folds a piece of paper and he puts like a little bit of I don't know, you know, powder in there, mm, sure. <laughs> and some, or he, or he passes a, thro- a straw through there and he and pours milk through it, and the baby's I, just like that. And and over like, years, See? they get quite adept at like changing the baby's nappy using mm. um, long sort of chopsticks and coat hangers. Yeah. <laughs> Unwound coat hangers. <laughs> the things you would normally use to sort of hook the door handle, but, yeah, but he, he won't for allow some anyone reason, to do that. It'll scratch the in- it'll inside. scratch, it'll scratch the chrome. Yeah. It's uh, he's just had that done. Yeah, you you actually made this work, Alistair. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it's it's great seeing him graduate. Yeah, you know, graduate, graduate school. Uni. Uni. Yeah, I graduate uni. <laughs> Why hasn't he opened the door yet? And and I like I like the idea that it's like something happens and he, they he, they actually try the door and realize that the back door had been unlocked <laughs> the whole time. Unlocked. Yeah, great. Um, oh yeah, or that he had these keys on him <laughs> in the other in the other pocket. <laughs> yeah, or in his wallet. He goes like, "Ah, oh, I did have a spare." 
Uh, anyway, we. Uh, so I think that's definitely a sketch idea, Alistair. You made that work, and I well, appreciate Andy, it. It wouldn't have been possible without your ludicrous idea of dropping a full baby in there. <laughs> well, still the thing, still the thing, though, of if once we can grow babies outside of the womb, you the idea that you will be able to grow babies inside things that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to grow them in. Exactly, like a car. Like a car or a bottle or whatever well, it is. It's that thing. A cave. You know? It's that thing. It's like that thing when we had entrance. when we first had phones. They were house phones, like right now we have house babies, right? We raise mm. babies in our houses. But Correct. the next step is to have the car phone slash car baby. <laughs> that you analogy know? is perfect. It's, it's perfect. baby for when you're on the go. Um, <laughs> and then eventually we're gonna progress to the point where we just have a baby on us at all times, mm. and we're always yep. gonna be looking at our baby. Mm. And uh, old people will be like when I was young. People used to talk to each other instead of just staring at their babies. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so anyway, then we lost the key, the one, our one key to the car. Uh, <laughs> so the car was locked and we couldn't get in, obviously, anyway, but we also didn't have the key. And... Um, yeah, just spent a long time searching the entire house, and we, in the end, we knew it was somewhere at the house because we never, we haven't left the house. Like there was no way for it to be anywhere else. And sure. We, and we thought that one of the kids had probably hidden it somewhere, but they're always doing that kind of stuff. And and you know, particularly the youngest one, we asked him. We said, "Have you seen the key?" And he said, "Yeah." And then we said. <laughs> Where where is it? And then he would just run up to random things in the house and say "dare, dare," and so we just kept searching things everywhere and not finding it. And then we decided that we had to get a locksmith because otherwise there's no point having a car if you can't get into it. And it was going to cost us six hundred and eighty dollars to get someone out to come and make a key. And then the day before the locksmith was supposed to come, Alistair. I found the key oh in in the popcorn maker on the bottom shelf uh, in the kitchen. <laughs> where I'd put it, because that's where it's kept. That's where we keep it. That's where we keep and it. And had, had Remy at any point run over to the popcorn ma- maker and said, there. No, he hadn't. But he has hidden things in the popcorn maker in the past, and we should have thought of that. Um. And was it was it as was it because you were doing a big search? You were like, "This is the day before. We better do a proper search." I, I, we, or, we'd done our proper search. We'd done everything, and we'd looked on that shelf and looked through everything in that, like all the pots and pans that are there. But I just hadn't looked in the top of the popcorn maker, and I was lying on the floor looking under the bench. And then I was like, 
I'm going to turn that popcorn maker around. And then I found it. And it was the most glorious moment of my entire life. Not having Did to you spend spank all, all your kids after that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I spanked my children until the sun went down. <laughs> ah, the only thing greater, the only greater feeling than how can I than how can I follow up this? <laughs> how can I boost this rush? How can I keep this buzz? <laughs> And then I got my wife to line them up yep. on various knees, mm. and I'll and I'll admit it, I spanked them. I spanked them silly. Um. Anyway, Andy, I have not I have not spanked any of my children yet. No, I've not spanked any of my children or your children either, and I think it's unlikely that I ever will. It's. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it would be. Insane. I think if yeah. I think if you want to spank your kids, you probably have to start early. I can't imagine well, I, they'd be so use, upset and horrified. You want I to use, break them and I make them the, sort of sad anyway. God, <laughs> so that you barely notice yeah. when you make them more sad later. I I use the the pat on the bum, you know, as a for the baby, as a real yeah. calming thing. <laughs> True. So for that to be turned around as an act of yeah. discipline. I mean, all those pats on the bum that I did to the boys when they were babies probably cumulatively add up to one enormous spank. But fortunately, mm. pats, much like uh, mobile phone radiation, are below the threshold sure. energy required to do cellular damage. And so any cumulative yeah. effect that they may have is only of a thermal nature, and that is yet to be proven to um, to cause any uh, any any uh, measurable uh, side effects. Sure, but there's but you're suggesting that there is a, a maybe a you know somebody who has access to sort of um, to stepping outside of the sort of the temporal dimension, mm. the time dimension. And could somehow pick out each spank and sort of put it on top of you, the other. Each pat. You know, the other butt, uh, like butt, yeah. butt pat. Yeah, each yeah. butt pat. And somehow like place each event over mm. uh, the other, you know, by taking it's like, oh, this one from May yeah. 1st, put that like one. Like a super cut and, sort and of thing. And add it to this one. A super cut, but not so that they go, but so that they all happen at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, like y- your body is all you know puts them all together mm-hmm. like that, and then just to see what mm. would happen, you know, <laughs> to the baby or you know or toddler, you know, um, once it got hit with the force of all the well, another the way time. that this could occur is I mean, if all, if there was a node where all yeah. parallel parallel dimensions converge at a moment in time. And um, the baby receives mm. the bottom pats of you know an infinite number of dads in parallel universes simultaneously. Um, yeah, the infinite dads butt pat, mm. comforting butt pat, the dis- the destructive power of the infinite mm. dad butt pat. Is there a, is, are there any martial arts that sort of draw on that? <laughs> that use the butt pat. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, you sort of see it in football, you know, but in a yeah. way of congratulating yeah. each other. Um, which is, you know, but but martial arts. Let's see. Um, well, it's kind of a sideways uh, karate mm. chop. Mm. Um, and it's so you know, and in a way, it's like the putt. You know, it's like you're you're using the, the side instead of you know using the wide side rather than the thin side. So you're kind of mm. using it like a putter. It's a karate chop mm-hmm. that you use like a putter <laughs> uh, to just m- more accurately direct. And the I feeling. guess you know, much like you use a karate chop to send somebody to sleep um, by uh, karate mm-hmm. chopping them in the neck, I guess. Um, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. This is also used to send somebody to sleep, and it makes me wonder if um, if that's something that James Bond could use instead when he, uh, you know, descends on a uh, an unwitting guard at mm-hmm. Gold Gold Fingers scoops um, him up, man. picks him up, and, yes. and, and gets gets the guard to sort of straddle him for a moment while he supports him from underneath, you know, with one arm under the Correct. knees. Yeah. Or under the thighs, mm. sort of thing. And then with the other hand. While the guy Rapidly is but very gently. <laughs> That's yeah. him on the well butt. the guy's like his arms are flailing and he's trying to turn the gun around. Um Bond comes mm. in with the with the sort of the mm. cupped hand. And soothes him off to slumber. Yeah. And then there's, you know, maybe there's a little, uh, puts down a little soft glowing sort of orange light. Um, and, mm. and a white noisemaker. Yeah. And then gets very angry if all, any of the other guards come in um, d- to disturb uh, this peaceful scene. I think that might be a sketch. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think, I think the thing, the beautiful thing where he's like laying him down after mm. <laughs> putting him yeah. to sleep and then moving on <laughs> to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Or and then he starts stirring again. He's got to go back and just settle him one mm. more time. Like, it's really you know, good. He's got so many on the go, like so many spinning plates. Mm. So I mean, it's it seems like we've sort of. Elevated nannying, or or like, um, yeah, parenting as a as a martial art of some kind. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, too much of anything is not good for you, babe. Mm. You know, and so uh, if you sort of just focus the intensity of the butt pad, yeah. But I don't think we're even necessarily doing that here with the James Bond. Well. But it's just, you know, it's just more, it's just more than you would normally have in that scenario. Mm. Mm. It's a, it's an adult dose. It's enough. It's enough. enough Yeah. Butt pat to soothe a horse. Strong enough for a man made for a woman. (laughs) I don't know why. That was just, that was the, the old buy men and ads all the time. I don't know what that is. Deodorant. It's a, just a deodorant ad that used to be on all the time when I was a kid in Canada. Ah, Canada. By Menon. Yeah. What a what a what a what a jingle. By Menon. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's catchy. By Menon. It's as catchy as three notes can be. I think. S- strong enough for a man. 
made for a woman. <laughs> um, yeah, like a, a, a man's deodorant. I wonder if there are any other man strength things that women would like to have access to that we've been keeping mm. exclusively for ourselves or it's, that's been developed to deal with the yeah with the horror that is being a man that when applied <laughs> to a woman uh, let's see mm. sitting on the toilet for long like for 45 minutes yeah is there a product for that <laughs> i think it's a toilet i think it's called hemorrhoids i think it's called having uh. bowel pre-bowel cancer Probably no, but people don't do that because they have bowel cancer. People just do that because it's, it's probably just because it's a break. But yeah, yeah, fair. Um. Okay, I got what's that movie? What, what's that 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 book with that Jol- Jonathan Silverstein Seagull? Whatever. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, music by Neil Diamond. Now, I, uh, why was it ever anything? It feels like the most boring thing. Was it boring? Well, I've read the book, and I have no idea. I haven't seen the film, and I. But having read the book, I have absolutely no idea what the film could possibly be. It because the film, I assume, is a film. It's like a. It's a film that presumably has people in it or something. The the book it's probably just animation, right? Maybe, maybe the book is a is about a seagull called Jonathan yeah. Livingston, who <laughs> focuses very hard on being able to fly as fast as he can, and and in so doing achieves a, a higher plane of existence, like ascends right. to some sort of spiritual seagull level where he flies with his ancestors, and. And that that's what it is. That's all. And and I don't know how. And it's all internal. It's all about him and his own personal thing. I don't know. I don't know how it could be a film. And I certainly don't know how Neil Diamond could do the music. <laughs> well, I mean, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy to do the music for something. You don't have to do anything. You just go. By minute. Da, 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 no, you're right. Music is easy. Ba, da, da. Yes. Ba, da, 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 da. <laughs> let's let's make it our life goal to learn something about yeah. the Jonathan Livingston Seagull movie. Yeah, I'll okay. I'll read the Wikipedia synopsis. Who? F- we need to find out who funded <laughs> it. That's the only thing that I want to learn about it. I don't want to. I mean, it just, it still seems, like, what did he learn from his ancestors? What What is there to learn? Um, I don't know, something about, something about the nature of, uh, you know, he it was some kind of Zen peace that he achieved by doing this, by focusing so much on it. Was he an anxious seagull? Um, oh, look, I mean, I'm clicking on it now. Do we need to, do we need to tell people what it is? It's a spiritual... No, 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 Andy. We, this has got to be this is got to be a, a multi-episodic thing. <laughs> well, let's make a podcast that is trying to find out 
what Jonathan Livingston Seagull is <laughs> in popular culture. Because there is there a movie adaptations? It was produced in a film of the same title. All right. The film was produced by filming actual seagulls and then superhuman dialogue over it. Okay. The film's voice actors include James Franciscus in the title role and Philip Arn as his mentor. While the original novella was a commercial success, the film version was poorly received by critics. <laughs> And barely broke home even at the box office, despite the fact that it consisted of filming seagulls and putting human dialogue over the top. We had to, all we had to do was get a cameraman for one afternoon and send him down to the beach with a bag of chips. <laughs> and she would throw and then film and then throw and then film. But. The soundtrack album, written and recorded by Neil Diamond, was a critical and commercial success. A Grammy and a Golden Globe. So there you go. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. Your movie is such a flop, but somehow just the soundtrack is a winner. Yeah. What a strange and, and twisted path we all travel. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, if only our we could access we we could move fast enough to access our an- ancestors. They could they could straighten us out and put us on the right path. Um, uh, I don't know if there's any sketching. No, in this no, I don't think. I, well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there must be something. There must be something in in in, in something in this area <laughs> in 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 filming animals and putting voices over them. But it feels too vague to 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 pin down. Well, you know what? If if we just find if we just find the uh, the way in which wife and husband get each other's hands mm. for it to be a sketch. I've written it down as a half sketch. Bless but you. But if we can just find, you know, if, you know, like the, 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 the husband discovers that he's got to moisturize mm. his hand all the time. Mm. The wife finds that her hand is stronger better for busy. opening jars um absolutely possibly. she gets this urge to to work it out even more yeah that all, all men want that they all, they all want that i had i had one of those had one of those but somebody broke into my car and stole it <laughs> um that's interesting and they, st- and they afterwards, I imagine, had a stronger ha- arm capable yeah. of breaking into other cars, stealing mm-hmm. stealing things to exercise other parts of the body. Maybe they were... <laughs> maybe they were trying to break into a house. Or the Olympics. Or the Olympics. Hello. <laughs> Anyway, I like that idea of s- stealing your way up. Yeah, you know? no, I think I started a, with nothing, a... and then I stole my way to the top. First, I stole uh, a, a thing to exercise my hand, allowing me to open um, heavier doors. And then I was able to stare, steal a big, a big, a new pair of shoes, allowing me to creep 
more quietly. And then, and then I, I stole, stole a, a gun, a f- allowing a f- me to murder and threaten people. <laughs> and I stole a flag carrier, allowing me to steal big flags. <laughs> and I eventually set up my own embassy. Well, by planting my flag on on an island, I was able to colonise and steal that island. The greatest act of theft, stealing land from Andy, it's written down. the inhabitants. Stealing way up. <laughs> um, Andy, I don't know if you know about this, but we've got three words from a listener. This is the first time hearing of it, Alastair, and I wish you'd talked to me about this beforehand. Well, okay, well, let me let me take it down to the basics. We, Andy, we have listeners, right? There are people who listen, and okay. and then some of them uh, donate to our Patreon, and they're allowed to give us suggestions for sketches, and we got to come up with a sketch based off of the three words. I like the sound of these people. Well, you're gonna like love the sound of this one. This guy's name is Jack Stanton. Jack, I do love the sound of Jack. Yep, and I, I thought you would. Well, That's one of my son's love, middle names. You're going to love Jack's words, but before we start, Andy, would you like to guess what, what his words might be? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Serendipity. No, Andy. Okay, 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 okay. Imagine imagine if if you had guessed that and it was correct. Oh, okay. That would have been pretty... Leprechaun? Coincidental. Leprechaun? Hey? Leprechaun. No, Andy. No. Okay. Dog? No. None of these are correct, <laughs> Andy. The first word is Venetian. Ah. <laughs> okay. The second one <clears throat> is meats. Venetian meats? Well, it's M-E-E-T-S. Okay. <laughs> cool. But I do like the idea of Venetian meats. Just meats that you sort of slice horizontally yeah. and then... That's exactly what I was thinking. Block light. And then the third word is Venusian. Venetian meets Venusian. Well, so Venusian would presumably be someone from Venus. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think. uh, I wonder if we will ever be able to terraform Venus to make it um, habitable. Because. I, like I think we to... just need to we just need to move some of the planets. Well, but if we're because cap- we're capable of making Earth uninhabitable just by changing the constituents mm-hmm. of its atmosphere, surely we can do the same thing for Venus, but yeah. the opposite, right? And we'll be able to go over there and I don't know plant some trees or. Get some of the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and make it terraform it, make it livable. But I was wondering if maybe one of the ways we could do it was with an enormous set of Venetian Ooh. blinds high in the atmosphere. I was going to say by sending Italians there. Ah. <laughs> well, they do bring a lot of culture, you know, and one of – I think because – Terraforming, right, a lot of the time involves huge activity, um, you know, moving rocks around, changing the atmosphere and all that sort of thing. But then once you've done that and you send robots or um, some sort of sentient slime mold to do that part of the job, 
but then after a while, it's now livable, but necessarily want to live there. And so you might send people from Italy who are able to establish a culinary culture and that sort of thing, and then get it to the point. People who have strong communities. This is, in many ways, what Australia was like, probably, or the 40s. This is right. a this is a we microcosm. Didn't... This is a, a, a metaphor for mm. Melbourne. Yes, exactly. A kind it's of a rough, unlivable Street. place. Mm-hmm. And then they established Ligon Street, <laughs> and then suddenly the place had culture. You could get pizza. You could get you could pasta. Get pizza. You could get red wine. Mm. Mm. You could they be used exposed garlic to professional. Cooking. Yeah, you could be exposed to people who were professional cyclists. Um, is that anything? Is that anything? Well, I don't know about the the Italian part. Yeah, it's hard to think that sending a particular culture of people or race of people or whatever it is to a planet that you don't want to live in yet, it's hard to think of that as being anything other than horribly racist and probably a crime. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Uh but... But, Alastair, mm. if I always, I'm always wondering, when are we going to get artificial spider silk, right? Because I remember when I was a kid and a teen, I used to read a lot of articles about how we were going to get artificial spider silk and how spider silk is so strong, we're going to get it, it's better than regular silk, and regular silk is already pretty good, okay? And then I read this thing about how they're injecting spider enzymes into goats, and then the goat's milk now contains the proteins that are in spider silk. And so far, I've never, I, I, and since then, I haven't seen anything from it. I haven't seen the results of this spider <laughs> silk, seen goat's, anyone, goat's well, milk silk, right? Anyone wear, wear a sort of a goat milk shirt? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen this, right? And I want to know what happened to that. But, but, and, and maybe though, much like we can get um, some using maybe using CRISPR, right? We can take whatever it is that makes people from Italy have a good culinary culture out mm. of their DNA and put it into a bacterium or possibly into a goat, and mm-hmm. then we can send that to the planet and have a a a, a, a single celled organism that is capable of establishing. A market gardens and uh, and 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 just so that so this is just so that stuff is there when we get there and we don't have to set <laughs> when it up you get ourselves. There, there's pizzas around. <laughs> <laughs> there's pasta. There's pizza. <laughs> there's antipasto. There's good. There's coffee. Just, <laughs> and they've set up Venetian blinds so the planet isn't too hot, even though it's. So close to the sun. Exactly. I but it's think... the second one. Wait, wait. More view. So it's Mercury first, then Venus. And Venus is somehow the se- is the hottest one. Venus is the hottest because it has an atmosphere. It is. It is basically global warming. Um, okay. Yeah, it's wearing a wearing a bit of a blanket. And okay. um, so I think, Alastair, I think you'll find that that is technically a sketch idea. And is slightly mm. less racist than it was otherwise going to be. Okay, so we're sending a goat silk, I mean, <laughs> spider silk goat with Italian DNA. Well, I think, I think actually, 
putting it into a single-celled organism, right? Uh, A bacterium that you can send over there. And then when you do land, there is like um, bubbling pools of uh, rich organic matter, but floating on the surface of that pool is a margarita pizza. And... Um, sure. I mean, if you just needed somebody to just go up and sh- set up a whole bunch of shady spots, that's what you really need. Yeah, shaded also be pretty crucial. But I guess we can all shade under the pizzas. Correct. <laughs> pizza umbrellas, pizza parasols. Um, I'm writing it down. Yeah, but yeah, but you're not I'm feeling not a... good about it. And why would you? Um, it's a terrible yeah, but it's idea. All good. Um, what um, were the words? But again? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Venetian meets Venusian. Mm. Um, I mean, how do you? How do you make? I mean, a I guess you could blind? just have a hot, a hot gas blind. Mm. The uh, it's because there's Venetian blinds and there's Roman blinds. Those are two. Two Italian blinds, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. And then... Um, that's for the blinds of it. Stop moving. I know which ones are the worst of those doily blinds. Oh, the, the ones that's just like light lace curtains? Yeah, lace They're curtains. Disgusting. They're a <laughs> horrible, vile thing that seem to only attract filth. And make your house look like it is covered in spiders' webs, even when it isn't. <laughs> they look terrible from inside and outside. Yeah, but it reminds you of grandparents at the same time. But what is it? We had them in one of our houses that we moved into, and we took them all down and threw them in the basement in a garbage bag and never got them out. But technically, they were still it's even when we left. So uh, I think we got our bond back. But they're, yeah, they're 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 really horrible. What is the advantage of that? Is it to sort of provide like, dappled like people, light? I think it's just that people can't see into your house properly. Right, but your windows. But yeah, but you can still get. But you light still get some light, and you can't see out. But you can see doilies on them. You can see doilies at all time. My God. What what a fiasco! Who were these people who were looking into houses anyway? <laughs> I mean, I think if I had a good view of a place and of a window, I think occasionally you can't help but just be interested. Maybe you're worried about peeping toms, but then I would put it to this: that sometimes wearing lace is a very sexy thing to look at. And if you have lace <laughs> curtains, then everything that you look through the window at will be irresistibly sexy. And uh, in so doing, you've, you've, you've actually made the situation worse. People are more likely to want in, to, to, to peer in at you now that they can see you through lace. Andy, you've found the sketch. <laughs> <laughs> have I... <laughs> You did, you, Andy. I'm, I I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And then, then you know you go to your nana's house and you go, Nana, what is this? 
lice you've put under this fruit bowl <laughs> makes this the section of the uh, tabletop so <laughs> erotic. It's not what's revealed; it's what's not revealed. <laughs> hmm. All I know is that I can't nipple there, and it <laughs> makes me want to see one. But I, I one is hov- heavily implied. <laughs> um. Cool. Um, All right. Well, then we got somewhere. Do you want to tell us what sketches right, we have today? Gonna... You know what, Andy? It would be an absolute pleasure. Well, we've got the Dog Squad detectives who are pretty sure dogs are behind crimes. Cool. And then we've got the Freaky Friday genitals Such film. Such a good idea, Alistair, and I'm glad this came to you fully formed. My God. I can't believe... I'll be surprised if nobody's done that before, but God, I'll better, we better write it fast because, Andy, this is going to get scooped up. Someone's just, if somebody murmurs it even near a movie studio, it'll get picked up. Um, then we've got, this is a half sketch, but wife and husband get each other's hand. Okay. <laughs> I think there's something good here. I think there's something good here. And I just. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I just had a, a scene in my head where, like, they're. <laughs> they're. They're both eating from the same popcorn, like bowl of popcorn, and mm. and then maybe the the husband like starts rubbing the hand of the wife that's going into the the popcorn. Mm. Yep. And then she's like, "You're rubbing your own hand." <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I find that funny. All right. I don't think you should Raising rub somebody's hand when they're putting it into popcorn. You don't think that you no. should? No, but if if it's you, you know, it's like you're caressing your your beloved's hand. Not when they're going for you popcorn. You know, it's like your your hands meet, your hands meet in the bowl. Hands, that's a that's a business transaction. And your hands would be moving too fast for them to be caught. Correct. For for a moment of love. Um. Then we've got uh, raising a child in a locked car. Uh, then we've got butt pet bond. Mm. Then we've got stole a thing to exercise my hand and then I'm stealing my way up. <laughs> um, I think stealing my way up might be uh, might be my... Um, yeah, title. Yeah. Yeah. Then we've got terraforming Venus by... Uh, Venetian bacteria. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. And then we've got lace lace curtains make it more sexy for peeping toms. Everything's sexy. And that the walls sexy with lace. TV sexy. I wear glasses which have lace over the lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes. I look at the world so through lace spectacles. <laughs> and I am constantly erect. <laughs> the world it just seems more arousing. Lace spectacles. Oh, you may have just came across a new title for this. Yeah, all right. Lace specs. <laughs> um, all right, Andy. I'll take us through the song. Boot. Do 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. God, fuck, we appreciate it. Gosh, fuck it. Mm. You know, it's really lovely of you. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for staying. Uh, I hope you, that your lives are good. You can find us on Twitter at Two and Tank and on Instagram at Two and Tank. And I'm at Alistair TV on Twitter. Andy. And a Trombley Virtual. Stupid old Andy. On Instagram. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Stupid old my Andy. My God. And and you can review yes. us, and you can support us on Patreon if you like. Some people have been j- jumping in, and we appreciate it. Oh, so good, it. and you can check out Magma. Um, you're all the great. And feel free to check the out. The link is in the and show notes, and we love love you. You. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional; you have to do it. <laughs> We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.